Welcome to By the Fiberside, a knitting and spinning podcast from somewhere in the western half of Canada. Episode 77, Sailing Through Life. Sometimes life makes a turn you don't expect, and suddenly where you thought you were going to go is not quite where you end up. Some of these turns can be pretty dramatic. My stress injury a year ago was one of those. But sometimes they are less so, and it's the smaller ones that we should pay attention to and keep an eye out for, so as to avoid the dramatic ones if possible. Two weeks ago, I tripped on an electrical cord and fell, doing some painful damage to my left leg. As hiccups in life go, it was of a decent size. The extra pain I was in and the copious amounts of laser therapy I did used up a lot of energy, which put me behind on a lot of things. It definitely made me stop and take care of myself a little more, figure out a different list of daily priorities that focused a little heavier on recovery, proper nutrition, and health, and sparked some thoughts about why I'm so clumsy in the mornings and if there's anything I can do to track and change those symptoms. But the other outcome of this injury is that I'm taking more notice of the little course corrections that happen almost daily that mean I am not necessarily the master of my own ship here, and that I have to be flexible and adapt to the circumstances around me in order to keep moving forward. Last week was full of them. I double booked my Monday morning because I misread a date on an email. Luckily, I was able to move the second and third appointments later in the day with little problem, simply catching the next ferry sailing after the one I'd intended to. The day worked out well, I got the information I needed, and then I missed the ferry back by five minutes. I had some choices then. I could try to work, I could leave my place at the beginning of the line for the next sailing and explore, or I could while away the time with some enjoyable pursuits. I evaluated my actual energy levels, both physical and mental, and chose the latter, spending the ensuing time reading and casting on a new pair of socks. There was Tuesday, too. I was still recovering from the high pace of the day before, and I could not make my brain work for freelance writing. Instead, I spent the day coming up with course proposals for two fiber fairs in the area. I came up with ideas for topics, considered what information would be useful and important, developed supply lists and prices, wrote it all up, took some photographs to illustrate the offerings, and submitted the ones I finished. At the end of the day, even though I had given my brain a workout, it was different from the way I usually used it, and that, combined with a good night's sleep, meant that I could go back to my freelance work with more efficiency the next day. But it also meant I was able to spend some time immersed in fiber arts again, and that helped soothe my emotions as well. Even yesterday, a small choice adjusted the course of my evening. When I shut down my computer at the end of the workday, I did not choose shut down, but rather update and restart. For those of you who haven't run the latest Windows update, well, just let me say that was the wrong thing to choose. It literally says on the screen, this will take a while. And I'm not entirely sure why I did it besides fatigue, but because I needed my computer at home to work on this episode, it meant that I had to wait out the update. So, instead of just going home like we normally do, we had to improvise. Randy went and got fish and asparagus for dinner, and I sat down with my Lendrum and my cobweb merino silk project and did more spinning in one sitting than I have done in weeks. 
that momentary lapse that made me click the wrong shutdown option led me to reminding myself of why I love spinning, why I love fiber arts, and why I need to start scheduling more time for it in my life. The rhythm of the wheel and the feel of the fiber was so soothing, so real, that I didn't really mind so much that the update took most of an hour and that we didn't eat supper till 8pm. Like working on the course proposals last week, this time I had to spin reminded me of what was important in my life and reminded me that I am still a fiber artist. When I was learning to steer our sailboat a few years ago, I started out by making huge course corrections and having to swing back the opposite way to compensate for them. Eventually, though, I got the feel of the momentum of the boat, how it would continue to turn for a little while even after the rudder was brought amidships, and how the rudder affected the direction of the bow. Once I had the feel for that, I could hold the tiller behind my back and steer just by bending one knee and then the other, not using my arms unless the wind or current pushed us a bit differently on our way across the strait. Life is that way too. When suddenly you're thrown into something new that's outside of your realm of experience, you do the best you can to steer as you learn the dimensions of your new life and how it handles. You make massive course corrections in this time, wanting to stay on a path but fighting the wind and waves and even the limitations of your vessel as you do so. But slowly you get the feel for it, and the corrections become smaller and more refined, and you learn that sometimes the way to your destination is not a straight line, but rather a series of tacks back and forth as you learn to use the current and waves to take you to your ultimate destination. My stress injury put me on a new course, one that I thought would take me straight down a path to pursue my passion. But the winds and currents of life are not always favorable for that destination, so I'll have to take a different, longer journey. I'll sail as close to the wind as I can, and I'll enjoy every moment of the trip as I do. Thanks for listening. This is by the fiber side. Fiber Week. So like I said in my essay, I've been working a little bit on making some course proposals for some fiber fairs here on the west coast of Canada. Uh, the only one that's confirmed right now is that I will be teaching at the Sunshine Coast Fiber Camp in Gibsons, September 11th through 13th in, tw in 2020. And that's going to be a lot of fun. It's a full day introduction to plant fibers from cotton to flax and everything in between. And I'm still working on all of the different pieces about how exactly to approach that because you've got cotton on the one hand where, you know, your longest staple length is two centimeters if you're lucky, and then you've got flax on the other hand, where your shortest staple length is a good four or five inches, unless it's strict, in which case it's feet. So it'll be interesting to, to figure out how to approach those two very, very different plant fibers, and of course everything else in between. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And I will put a link to the uh, the website. Uh, the, it's not quite open for registration yet, but... Uh, but yes, that will be coming. And I'd love to see people there if they're interested in learning more about plant fibers. I'm also getting ready to teach a spindle spinning course at March at the public library here. 
So that will be a lot of fun. I've done this before at, at a library in uh, Edmonton. And, you know, it's it's just basically an introduction to thinking about how yarn is made. And, and I half don't expect most of these people to continue. But if I get them thinking about the construction of yarn and the construction of fabrics and exactly how much work goes into it, that's really what I'm going for. And if some of them are interested, I am thrilled if they want to keep spinning. So that's coming up. The uh, The other one I submitted proposals for, I haven't heard back from yet, so I'll keep that one under wraps for a little while longer. But yeah, just sitting down and going over these proposals and, and you know, actually thinking about what I want to teach has, you know, really got me thinking about that. Like, what, what do, what do I want to bring to the fiber arts community? And yes, you know, the Master Spinner program has prepared me to do a lot of things like, you know, talk about the gamut, you know, <laughs> plant fibers from cotton to flax or, or what have you. But, but I'm still thinking about what it is that, that I want to specialize in. And maybe I never will be a specialist. I, I said to someone, I had a meeting today and I said, you know what, I'm a generalist. And that's okay because generalists are also required, you know, and then you, you find the specialist. So I would like to specialize at some point, but again, like I said in my essay, I'm taking this circuitous route back and forth along this path just just because of the way my life is going. So it might take me a while to figure out what my specialization will be, but I'm definitely working on it. So since the last episode, or the last full episode, which was four weeks ago, um, I have actually finished some things. I finished the Silk Merino project that I had on the traditional. It is really, really nice. Uh, 208 yards of about a light fingering chain ply. And it's a gradient from red through green through purple, sort of a lavender and a dark purple as well. And I'm really thinking about a cowl for this. I think that is going to look amazing. Worked a little bit on my, uh, my ridiculously fine gossamer merino silk project on the Lendrum while I was waiting for my computer to update. And uh, again, was feeling really good about that. And then after we had dinner, I stood up and my left leg went, you know, that was a double treadle. And I was not ready for that. So I have to hold off on, on getting back to it for a little while longer. Because, uh, because yeah, I really did a number on my leg. And it's, it's healing really quickly because of, you know, all of the treatment that we're doing to it but it's still not quite ready, ready for that. So that's basically what I've been doing on the spinning side. I did uh, spin a little bit of cotton up too on, a, on, a, on the spinning wheel, the traditional once I was finished that project just to get the feel for it again. And when I did, I realized exactly how much I love spinning cotton. So I may actually sit down and, and uh, go through all of my cotton stash and, and f find a project to do there too. Because it's just, it's so much fun to spin cotton. And I never thought I would say that, but I am. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm up to with the spinning. So let's move on to level five. We're on to the second module, module B, which is select plant fibers. Now, I'm going to caveat this. We've shifted things around. The synthetics are still in level five. But when I took level five, hemp was included here 
completely bizarre placement. Not a clue why natural hemp was placed with these other cellulose type fibers. So when we redid the curriculum, we moved hemp together with flax and the other bast fibers, because literally in this module, it is the only bast fiber that we're using, even though it's all about cellulose. So besides the hemp, what you do in this select cellulose fiber module is look at extruded cellulose, which is essentially rayons and lyocells, which is why in the last episode I said quote unquote cellulose fibers. So you look at bamboo. You can now get bast bamboo, but that is not what uh, we spun here. The bamboo we're looking at is still your extruded cellulose. It's still your, your rayon type or your cellul or your um, lyocell type fiber. So still very slick, very silky, and uh, and continues. Now, this type of bamboo was what is used in bamboo socks and bamboo clothing as a general rule. And it used to be that they said, oh, made with bamboo. And then they, uh, the government got involved and said, you can't actually say that because it's still a rayon. It's still a synthetic and extruded cellulose. You have to say it's rayon made with bamboo. So rayons and lyocells can be made with any type of plant fiber. And so now we have so many options for, for this type of fiber. So you've got your bamboo, you have mint, there's rose fiber, there's all kinds of thing. Um, the pearl fiber is any kind of cellulose that then has nanoparticles of pearls attached to it during the spinning process or the extrusion process lots of different options and they all are similar but not the same so when i did level five we used bamboo corn and soybean soybeans a little harder to come by so is corn and especially soybean and corn because they're extruded plant protein fibers that's where we get really strange again they react a little differently so your bamboo is a lot like your, your regular rayon. It's just made from bamboo. But your corn and your soybean are uh, done a bit differently because they're extruding the proteins from the plant fiber, not the cellulose. So they are a little bit different. So a regular corn feels very squeaky, like 100% corn. It's just got this sort of, it feels really synthetic. And your soybean, it is also silky, a little bit like rayon, but it has a bit of a coarser edge to it. These are harder to come by, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about them. They do add um, interesting characteristics when you do them in blends. But usually for spinners now, we're finding more of your, like I said, mint, rose, um, bamboo, those kinds of rayons. You can now find um, bast bamboo, pineapple, bast pineapple is a thing that's out there. So in terms of cellulose fibers, you can find a lot of different things. And then again, in this module, we have the hemp. Now, hemp, I love. Hemp has to be my absolute positive favorite plant fiber ever. And it it is still a bast fiber, but it spins a lot like wool. I thought, which is super weird because it really shouldn't, but it does. 
I love hemp. If you can find hemp, try and spin it. I found it the easiest. I really regretted that you had to wait to level five to experience it. So if you want to play with plant fibers and you're struggling with cotton and you're struggling with flax, find yourself some hemp and and play with that. So I lost a few marks in here, mostly for issues with consistency in grist. Really, I mean, and we've talked about this before. I have reduced feeling in my fingers. Grist and I are always going to have some struggles. I'm managing it. At this point in my spinning career for level five, I was doing pretty good. I'm looking at them and they are not bad, but not bad doesn't mean perfect. So, you know what? She was right to take off those marks. So when I did my blends, you had to do, you had to spin each of them on their own and then spin them in a blend. So my bamboo silk blend was 50-50 with Tassa and I hackled and dizzed that one. It's really quite nice and doesn't feel quite so artificial. I've blended corn and wool and that added some luster and certainly reduced the synthetic feeling of the corn. Soybean and wool, I did 70-30 with merino and it was pretty lustrous and very soft. So, you know, they, they all impart different characteristics. And then hemp, I, I blended that 60-40 with a toss of silk Hackled and dizzed as well, and uh, and that one also turned out really well. So, when you're dealing with synthetics and even your cellulose synthetics, you have a lot of options, and it's worth spinning them on their own to get an idea for how they handle before you start blending them with other things. But yeah, if you can find a, a blend out there with with you know bamboo, because again, because it's cellulose, it will dye differently and it will give that frosted look while retaining that sort of silkiness. So that is module B. Next, <laughs> next we move on to Angora, but that will be in the next episode. Fiber notes. I finished my wedding shawl and it is everything I hoped it would be. It is really so beautiful. I uh, I've shown it off a couple of times and everybody else, everybody thinks it's just thrilling. And I love the fact that I spun the yarn. I love the fact that it used up half of it. I love the fact that I was able to actually finish it with the peach instead of going back into the yellow. I love everything about it. And so at the end of the month, I am going to be packing it up and taking it to Calgary and trying to find a wedding dress to go along with it. And I've already had a crazy dream that I'm not going to go into about wedding dress shopping. And so I'm, it can't go any worse than my dream, really. It literally can't. But uh, it's going to be fun. I'm going to spend some time with my family and find a dress. And after that, everything else will probably fall into place. I, if anybody's looking for a large lace shawl, I highly recommend the pattern. It is, it is good. It's a good pattern. It's well presented. Uses about eight to nine hundred yards of lace weight, 
So if you want to make it a little bigger, you can up the size of your yarn and your needles and you'll use more yardage then. But yes, I can highly recommend the pattern. So in the night garden. I also finished the hat I was working on. It worked out really, really well. It was a little tight when I finished it, but blocking worked wonders. And now it's, it's, it's a perfect fit. So when I do go to Calgary, because that is where most of my yarn stash is, I will go through those uh, suitcases and see if I can find a yarn that I already own that would work for it so I can make it for myself again. Again, really good pattern, highly recommend it. And the friend I gave it to wanted to learn to knit. So I have, um, I've gotten her started on a couple of dishcloths and she's really enjoying it. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Isn't it? It's always fun when, you know, we, we can teach somebody that wants to learn the things that we love to do. And, you know, it, it, I just, I love to share that because I've gotten so much joy and, and peace from fiber arts, from knitting, from spinning, from all of that, that, you know what, if I can get someone through that learning curve and they can get into that Zen space, then I am really happy to do that. So I've been playing back and forth with a few projects. I've, uh, I haven't really worked on the Alberta shawl. I did a couple rows just to figure out where I was and uh, I've done that now. So I can keep going back to it, but it's too complex to take to any knitting groups or anything like that or purse knitting. So that's sort of an at-home project. Same thing with the queen size blanket. Why do I do these things to myself? Really? The queen size blanket, you know, that's also good. I can put in a couple of rows on that every once in a while, but it's really a stay-at-home project. So I cast on for a pair of socks while I was waiting for the ferry last Monday. And it's a free pattern from Nitty. I will uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And it's a it's a cable panel sock. So there's a very nice complex cable panel, different one for the left and right sock. So lots of charts. And uh, and it goes down one side of the sock, and the rest is stockinette. So it's just enough difficulty to keep me entertained, but also enough easy easy stuff that I can take it to a knitting group or while I'm on the road. I'm using some of the yarn I bought in Denmark for that. It's a little soft so I'm gonna keep going until I'm done the cuff and then decide if I need to maybe change my mind about what yarn either the yarn or the pattern. I'm, I'm not convinced yet that it's a good match but I will keep at it for a little while longer and then I will we'll see about that so that's really what I've been working on and yeah I will let you know how the socks go in the next episode and maybe maybe I'll cast on something new or just keep working on the things I'm working on I really should probably do that instead Side notes. I haven't reviewed anything in so long that I had forgotten what the segment was called. The last time I reviewed something was episode 31, 
and now it's episode 77. So that's a really long time since I've reviewed anything. That's a little crazy. So I, I want to just review a couple of books uh, that I read. And no one's paying me for this. No one's asked me for it. I got the books out from the library. I actually own the one, uh, which is elsewhere. It's not here. But, uh, but I've seen this book come up a couple times uh, in my searching. And the book is called Spindle by E.K. Johnson. And it is a sequel to her earlier book called A Thousand Nights. So I, I own A Thousand Nights and I read it. And before I read Spindle, I took A Thousand Nights out from the library and reread it. And what can I say about these books? The story is really excellent. The characters are really good. I'm engaged by them. They're interesting. The story is interesting. The world is interesting. The fiber arts are bad. And I wish they weren't because it's it's really clear that the author doesn't really know a lot about fiber arts. And yet they're so vital to the story. It really feels to me like the, the author watched a few YouTube videos about the, the, the things that they wanted to include and then just wrote it. Why do I say this? Well, for example, through both books, when someone is spinning, they really try hard not to drop their spindle at all because all of the work that they've done will undo when they drop the spindle. Now, as spinners, we know this is absolutely incorrect. Will some of it undo? Sure, it's dropped. It's going to, you know, unwind a little bit, but not your entire cop. That does not all go away. In spindle, for example, the uh, the main characters... Uh, uh, on occasion will take already spun yarn and spin it into yarn or or string they'll take like little bits of string and they've collected them and then they'll spin them into yarn and this drives me insane <laughs> because i mean i'm sure it's possible you know you, you knot them all together and and i just i just think about my garneted yarns where i tried to include already spun yarn and then in 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 fleece and in rolex and then spin it and have them stick and it never worked and as spinners we know that when you when you have a break or you you need to make a join it needs to be fluffy to join i just i cannot fathom in my head how these people are taking already spun yarn and spinning it into yarn just these two things alone and then other things like uh, like sitting down and doing an embroidery and in the space of like an hour or half an hour making this massively complex piece that is completely finished when she comes out of a trance you know and embroidery doesn't go that fast it goes fast you know faster than cross stitch possibly but I, I really can't see a complex thing happening that quickly so it's frustrating to me and and also that I was trying to figure out, especially in spindle, what kind of spindle are they using? And at times it's like, oh, okay, they're, they're using a supported spindle because that's what the description was. And then all of a sudden said spindle is suspended. 
and I was going back and forth and back and forth. And, and again, this leads me to believe that the author does not know how to spin, does not know, has never used a spindle before. And you would think that if you're going to make a story where the title is spindle and spinning plays such a huge part, you would sit down and actually take some lessons and try and figure it out. One of the rules, not rules, but best practices for writers is to write about what you know. And I had hoped, I had such high hopes for Spindle. You know, I, I thought that maybe the author in, in, you know, after writing A Thousand Nights would actually take some time and learn how to spin. And that obviously did not happen. Now, do I recommend you read the books? Absolutely. The story is really good. A Thousand Nights has elements of A Thousand and One Arabian Nights and Beauty and the Beast and a few other things. Uh, Spencer's Fairy. All of that in it. Spindle takes aspects of Sleeping Beauty, also fairies and, and that kind of thing, and really pulls them together. They're really, really excellent stories. They're so good, in fact, that I can overlook how bad the fiber arts are. And I actually recommend that you read them. The author also has a, a great book that I also read afterwards called The Song of Owen, set in Ontario and dragons and environmentalism. Again, author, really great, good stories, excellent writer. I could just wish for better fiber arts. There are other pieces that I think are maybe a little dodgy, but I can't really comment on them because I, I don't have the the knowledge. Uh, I think there are some issues with her representation of a desert and Bedouin culture. I'm pretty sure henna does not need to be reapplied every day, but uh, I could be wrong about that. Those kind of things, are, that's not my place to talk about. I'm a fiber artist. I'm a spinner. I can talk about the spinning. So there you go, my honest opinion on A Thousand Nights and Spindle by E.K. Johnson. Really good books. Recommend reading them. Just leave your spinner brain behind you. By the Wayside. I made enough progress on the accolade that I had to move the frame. So I'm all done that side of it. And I'm even through the basically the halfway point of the chart to a vertically. And so I moved the frame and I pulled out the chart and I looked at it and I'm like, what color is that? Because I don't know. The straight stitch was a lot easier to to figure out now i'm back into the back stitch and it's driving me crazy again but that's okay i will get back to it everything's fine so i've decided to start at the bottom get through basically the throne and the bottom of the princess's dress that's going to be complicated because there's a lot of lines lots of back stitching in the folds of the dress and all of all of that kind of thing so but I'll get to it. I have made progress. Everything is fine. And I will continue to make progress even if I have to guess at the colors that I'm going to use.
Thank you for joining me for episode 77. By the Fiberside is a bi-weekly podcast, and I look forward to bringing you episode 78 on February 23rd, 2020. Show notes for this episode can be found at www.bythefiberside.com. Join the discussion on Facebook or Ravelry. If you need to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at bythefiberside, that's F-I-B-R-E, at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. This is By the Fiberside. Mm-hmm.